Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddlypoof and this is level 218. Joining me tonight is Kushboos. Hello! Big L. <laughs> Hi. And Maychart. Hello. I noticed there was a little pause there <laughs> as you decided who you were going to introduce first. <laughs> Just like a little moment. Yes. I always try to mix it up. That way you guys are always on your toes. I never I know. try to do the same thing over and over. Yeah, and we don't, last week, we don't do that I here. was sitting there trying to think of, like, who did I introduce first? Who did I do last? I couldn't remember, so I'm like, all right, we'll just do it like this. Draw well, maybe strong. the next time uh, Katie Echo listens through the podcast, he can tell us the order in which you've introduced everyone <laughs> for the last however many episodes, and, and then you'll know. It's a dead horse that show. We don't do that here. It'd be nice if he knew uh, how many episodes you uh, you changed the order and it messed up our like what we were going to talk about. He should, he should <laughs> have that set too. Um, roughly two hundred and eighteen episodes. <laughs> huh. Roughly, or however many that I've been on. That's how many it's been. Either way, as you can tell by my voice, I am feeling much better. I can actually add a little bit of uh, inflection to my voice this week. It's not just going to be his monotone, awful sound. So with that, I'm ready to talk some games. Let's get started. Let's jump into our topic of discussion this week. And the question comes from GT3 Option Fan. And his question is, if all achievements were discontinued for every game except one game of your choice... And that game was continuously updated. Which one Xbox game would you choose to continue playing indefinitely? And I actually will go in order on the sheet. So, Michelle, why don't you go first? All right. Well, I am going to start by Mm. reading GT3 Option Fan, whose name we now understand completely. Uh, Reading his answer. So, what's that? Uh, He he likes to go to gardening. It stands for Green Thumb. Right. Right. We'll go with that. All right, well, GT3 mm-hmm. Option Fan says... Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you never heard my that choice would be for- <laughs> It's all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so starting again, <laughs> GT3 Option Fan says, My choice would be Forza Horizon 5. The constant weekly refreshes make for a continual new stream of activities to do in the game, well beyond the base story. Plus, in the theoretical world of indefinite updates, they could update maps and modes, etc. for a very long time. The key for me is that the core gameplay is fun and that there are always ways to keep it fresh. And I love that answer because that is very true of Forza Horizon in general. Like if you think of Forza Horizon 1 as sort of the beginning of this whole thing and they've just kind of been upgrading and updating on that all along, it's actually kind of precedent for Mm -hmm. that. That's a good pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Devin chimed in after that. None of them. I think I'd get bored of just about anything. I need more variety. But then as chat continued in patron VIP, there was sort of a challenge laid out there that's kind of a, you know, easy way out to pick that. Because, listen, all of us can't pick what to play because we've got 100 games to play, right? So he was challenged to pick a game, kind of, and he said probably Morrowind. And I think we're going to see a lot of those kinds of RPGs as that's we go through this. very good choice. And I wonder why Morrowind... That's the best Elder Scroll. Okay, so... Since since you have familiarity, Kennedy, why Morrowind over Elder Scrolls over Oblivion? What is it about Morrowind? 
Um, okay, well, first off, let me just throw it out there. It is a dated game. If you look at Morrowind compared to Oblivion compared to Skyrim, it is definitely a dated game. It came out on the OG Xbox, so there are lots of rough patches in it. Um, the thing about Morrowind that I personally like so much more than the others is there is more a freedom of choice in that there is more options and more skills and more weapons and spells and stuff like that, that like slowly as the games have gone on, they've kind of taken those away and I would love to put them back in. Um, Also, if you get into the lore and the, and whatnot in the elder scrolls, I really, really, really like the, the, not continent, but like the um, the area of Morrowind. That's act. That's an actual area in Cyrodiil. So cool. I mean, Oblivion, in my opinion, is the best one out of all of them. But yeah, Morrowind is a phenomenal game, dated but phenomenal. Awesome. And then finally, I have EMZ Fergie who said Guitar Hero, shrug, and Guitar Hero is another kind of safe and interesting pick uh, at, at the same time because they can continually update it with n- more songs. Rock Band sort of gave us a tease of that. And if there was only Rock Band left, I don't know that many of us would complain. So for myself, uh, we spoke about this obviously a little before we hit record and the challenge in some way comes thinking outside the box, right? Kenny, you were saying this as well because um, if you know me, it's it's very easy to go, okay, Tetris. But I actually came with two <laughs> games that I would pick that are non-Tetris games. Uh, One, similar to Forza Horizon, would be Burnout Paradise. I just love Burnout Paradise. Mm. And if they could keep making expansions like the Big Surf Island in perpetuity. It's also a good answer. And having more challenges where, like, the game itself is fun. The core game is fun. But some of the most fun I had with it is that whole idea that the multiplayer was blocked off into two player three player four player up to eight player challenges and getting people together to go through the billboards do barrel rolls and all that i i could do that forever and i i've done burnout paradise twice and i would do it again if the option was out there the other one i came up with that i would be happy with would actually be stardew valley because there's oh, no, that's a good pick knew it there's just <laughs> But there's just so much you could do. It's It's got so much built into it because it's, it's a game that just goes on forever. You can add more to the mines. You can do, uh, you can have more quests. The way that the achievement list is structured now, you kind of have the good ending way and the bad ending way. But the stuff you do along there is, is more or less the same. But you can have different achievements that are attached to, okay, while in this playthrough of the game, do X, Y, and Z thing. So I think either one of those would be Fun games to play for a long, long time with more and more achievements added. Mm. I knew you were going to yeah, pick that, that one. <laughs> it's it's so good. Once a month. It's so good. And you walk so slow in that game that it's just the perfect game to choose. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> just all you have to do so is... Well, that's a slow-paced game. You no, know, you learn how to make coffee in the game, and you just keep coffee with you, and then you move uh-huh, much faster. Uh-huh. That's it. Oh, really? <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing about know that. any of the, or about this question is you need to pick a game that has uh, longevity, something that you know isn't just the same old, same old. Because you know, 
you do want a little bit of a variety in, in the gameplay, or at least mm-hmm. a lot to do in said game. Mm-hmm. That's where like I've probably most people, as soon as they heard this question, they immediately go to, all right, what RPG can I play or what MMO can I play forever? Right. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and start reading off some patron responses now. First comes from Ohio, Ohio, and (laughs) he says, I need the variety to keep me interested in it, it. but if I had to pick the one to get the most longevity for me, it would probably be Mass Effect. But honestly, after finishing the last mission last night, I could get behind more Halo Wars 2. Now, Mass Effect, that's definitely one that I thought of as well, Hmm. probably like most others, because that is, you know, like a 60-hour game up front. Halo Wars 2, I'm actually kind of surprised. But at the same time, I know that Ahizo is an RTS fan. So that does make sense that he would want to play that. And while I've not played Halo Wars 2, everyone said there's no one out there that says like how, that the game is bad. Everyone just raves about it. Yeah, I know he and Devin were doing the co-op campaign. Right. And I guess the question never actually said, could you play multiplayer with someone? Because the first thought is a big solo RPG, but it sounds like some people assume multiplayer will still be active. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm kind of assuming. I I assume multiplayer will be active. If the achievements are going to be updated continuously, then of course there must be internet. So there's going to be multiplayer. Uh, Chewy also chimed in and said I'm also a variety person the sheer breadth of games available is what keeps me interested so if this hypothetical scenario happened I'd likely use it as a way of breaking the habit entirely but if I had to pick it would be a big open world RPG because maybe then I'd actually get back into them most likely contender would be Fallout again another big uh, big RPG they can sink lots and lots of times out time into fallout would be a good one too which one and then i assume he meant four just because it's the most recent but yeah i don't really he didn't really specify i mean it might be 76 having an mmo to play forever and then mdp chimed in and to no surprise said rocket league that game has probably Hmm. the least variety but (laughs) right (laughs) but But so much fun Right, Rocket League is one of those games, though, where especially now that it's a free-to-play game, like with all these other free-to-play games that get all these title update achievements, like that's a game that would, everyone would welcome more achievements. Like I know we've talked about before, like it's sad in some oh, ways yeah. that those achievements, many of us boosted early on before we really started playing it because they dried out. it's it's fun. You'll get the you'll get them naturally as you play, and that should get some more achievements. Like. Not, forget the desert island scenario there it's like well overdue to get some other achievements there's never been any achievements tied to the seasons that are part of it now it's just a missed opportunity that would be so much fun mm-hmm. i mean so for my answer for this oh. i as well want a little bit of variety and to try to mix it up instead of just saying you know halo because obviously you know master chief collection that's easy you got four you got uh five different games in there it's no, no yeah, big deal smart but I didn't want to choose that. Oh. So instead, and also to hit the variety thing, I chose the orange box. Whoa. I, that, oh, now, good one. If you don't know, that has three different games in it. It has Half-Life 2, 
Portal and Team Fortress 2. Now, I love Portal. So the thought of them continuously updating that and continuously adding more achievements and more levels to that is awesome. Uh, not Fallout, why am I going to say it? Um, Half-Life 2, I'm hoping that maybe if they update the game, it would actually become playable and won't feel like a 40-year-old <laughs> shooter game and it actually might be good. And I might get around to playing it then because I don't want anything to do with that game right now. It's too old for me. I feel targeted. Indeed. <laughs> Fight me. But then Team Fortress 2, however, I... I'm a huge fan of that as well. I back in the day I used to have uh me and my brother and a couple of friends, we would play Team Fortress 2 and quite literally we didn't lose cuz we played so so much. We were very very good in that game. I had so much fun with that and once again assuming like we said before, if the game is constantly being updated and it assumes that servers are still on and people are continuously playing it, Having a first-person shooter like that, and especially with uh, Team Fortress 2, where there's enough of a variety in the game modes, that would be a ton of fun to play for the, uh, forever. Um, after that, let's go to L. What will be your games? Hello. I was going to make another point about Rocket League that I forgot. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say that We've had several times where we get into Rocket League really hard for like a few days. But I don't know how these people can play every day, but I guess you got to pick one game. Let me mull this over for a minute and go to X the Hero, who said, I also need variety, but that's not the spirit of the question. My answer could honestly work for any fighting game. Instead of a sequel, just add some new mechanics or tweak existing ones. Add some new stages, add some new characters, costumes, skins, custom character decoration pieces, and the amount of content is largely limitless. All right. That's not a bad answer. I mean, I wish he would have named a fighting game. We'll pretend he said Killer Instinct. I know he likes that one. And uh, last week's question, Dai Arutarek said, Hitman 3. I absolutely love playing through all of the levels they currently have, so more of that would be excellent. Could add some of the achievements they had in Blood Money, like certain titles at the end of a level, completing a level with only certain weapons, etc. The scope is huge for that game. I don't know much about the Hitman games, but they're pretty well liked, I believe. I don't know if anyone here has played any Hitman games. Have you? Maybe? I've played a little Hitman. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Played a little Hitman 2, I think. Uh, and my favorite part of Hitman is the uh, is not the traditional Hitman levels, mm-hmm. although that is fun. Uh, it, it is nice having the freedom and you know ability to complete the level in a couple different ways uh, that make you feel like you're smart. Uh, but they totally planned it that way. Um, my favorite part of the Hitman 2... Uh, were I think the DLC levels where you were basically just up in a sniper's nest. And so the game completely changed to where you're just looking at everything that's going on really far away and you're, uh, you know, just shooting and causing all kinds of mayhem. They tell you, oh, the person's in this floor and you have to go. So you have to like find them in the building and shoot them through the thing when nobody's looking. And 
Uh, it's it's really fun. And that's not the main game. <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. They kept doing that. That would be my answer. That'd be a great answer. Hmm. I'm trying to think of an answer for myself. We have some some cheating answers now that you got me thinking about the Halo collection having multiple games in one. I could pick like the uh, Sega Genesis collection and have like 100 games to play. Keep adding rare ach- replay? Keep adding achievements for them. Yeah, rare replay. <laughs> or I could go boring and go with something like Gears 5. Because Gears in itself has variety. You have the campaign. You have Horde. You have multiplayer. You have events. It's always something going on. As long as you're able to play with friends, because uh, I can't imagine anyone doing Horde solo. There's got to be someone good enough, but even five players would get wiped out on casual. Get well, there's the potential for <laughs> there's a potential for improvement with the gears list too, because I, and I can't speak to four or five um, because I haven't explored the list with that much depth. But the biggest problem with three is that you finish everything you need to do before seriously 3.0, well before you'll ever get seriously 3.0, and if they were updating the game in such a way where that you're they're going to keep updating it for a long time you'll get stuff along the way so before you get the 5,000 kills you need with a weapon here's an achievement for a hundred here's an achievement for a thousand so it, it could actually make it less frustrating in that way because that at least speaking for myself that's the most frustrating part of the gears three list is, is there's just not enough on the way to finishing it right and the same could be said for one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually the obnoxious lists that made me think of of Gears four and five. Uh, that way, you'd have a, more time to work on them if you only had one game. And eventually, I might get good enough to beat the game on uh, insane by myself. <laughs> and then there's another one now, inconceivable. Hmm. Inconceivable. Uh, we're going to go to Nate. I think it's his turn. Awesome. And by going to me, I'm going to go to Philip Wendell. Uh, he says, GTA 5 single player only. Plenty of variety and possibility for creative achievements, but no multiplayer. Please. Also, Carcassonne. How dare you? I know I nailed that pronunciation. Because that <laughs> game is really fun and hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, gee, Rockstar has has made uh, a, I think, I think the last number was a, a bajillion T. I think they made a bajillion <laughs> T dollars off of GTA Five. Uh, so yeah, they're pretty good at keeping that thing just humming. I could uh, tell if you, they could just add <laughs> achievements, that'd be great. I could, yeah? I could tell you that I completed Carcassonne on Xbox Live Arcade, and I have no idea how to play it. So there, uh, there's something to be said for that one. But I do remember it being uh, fun. You say so. I mean, aren't you like trading like hay for rocks and mm-hmm. clamshells? Have you played the real uh, one I mean, with your group? I haven't actually because it's oh. the way board games are now, like games like that one and Ticket to Ride are like, oh, those are like old school now. We need to play these newer, far more complicated games that everyone kickstarted in the last <laughs> year. So I've never actually played that one uh, in, in a physical uh, context. I have it at work. So any day now, uh, we can sit down and play it there. But uh, no, really? not, not to this point. Mm-hmm. I oh, could borrow right. it. We'll see if we can figure out the board game some weekend. Yeah. I mean, I would play uh, Cones of Dunshire 
I mean, that that I would check out. Oh, but, now that's uh, something I want to play. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kenny perked right up. Good timing to come back. Teleported right back in. <laughs> you weren't gone. <laughs> no, no way you were definitely gone. weren't gone. Uh, so moving on, Wild West 08 says, I would probably do Fallout with them updating it with different cities. Other idea oh, would be some management type game set in a universe I like with updating conditions. The universe I like. <laughs> well, now he's I'm, not, I'm not there games. with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not there with you, but uh, I'm happy that you're happy. Um, <laughs> Rhett Stack, just because it's management, it's not my favorite. Rhett Stack says, probably one of the Bethesda RPGs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, probably one of the Bethesda <laughs> RPGs. Fallout, Elder Scrolls, or No Man's Sky. Um, yeah. Oh, no Man's Sky, that's a good answer. Yeah, I need to get into that game before it leaves Game Pass. <laughs> After they've iterated like 3,000 times, uh, it'd be nice to see what it is now. Um, it's good now. It's yeah. actually really cool. That's what people have said. So I'll have to check that out. I have a friend that's really into it. And he's been trying to get me to play it, but like I don't have a thousand hours to dump into that game like he does. Uh, Hawkeye Barry says you could explore new areas of. Oh, I guess I should go with the game first. He says Batman Arkham City. Ooh. Mm, interesting choice. You Ooh. can explore new areas of Gotham, uh, new storylines with new enemies, eventually having a Batman Beyond expansion, but keep the combat and Predator maps to a minimum and only needed to be completed by one character. Yeah, that's I'm a good sold. point. Yeah. That, that silliness of having to complete with every car or every version of the Batmobile and every character and oh, their alternate on. costume was a little bit crazy. But they're going to keep updating. Yeah. Them. There's a new Batman costume every like six months. Uh, that's true. It's like, what's the new Batman movie? Exactly. Costume? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think yeah. the Predator Who's my Affleck Batman. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. We need Affleck men. We need Predator maps with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think that would be a good, uh, a good one. <laughs> I suppose yeah. along this line of thinking, um, I know. something like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, probably like if the game didn't put me to sleep every time I tried to play it, probably would be a fun one to have this perpetually updating sort of motif. Especially if it updates along with the cinematic universe. I mean, yeah, they've got they've got storylines, you know, every week, right? So mm-hmm. that that'd be a lot of content to draw from. Actually, um, really, any of the superhero games could really work with that, for the most part, anyway, because there's always a new comic, always a new story. True. Could yeah, you yeah. happen to pick a superhero game as your choice? I did not. Um, I picked oh. Titanfall. Oh, because oh. Good call. oh my gosh, good oh call. My gosh, I love Titanfall. Good and, really? and they put out like you know just you know having new CTF maps or new uh, you know Titan models that you can have you know cores and all that and uh, just add new weapons and they, or they mm-hmm. can cycle them out. But you know my favorite was always Frontier Defense. I just love yes. Frontier Defense. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. And so if they could keep, you keep asking. If they me. could just keep pumping out. <laughs> yeah, I keep asking you to let me play to do the three sixty um, version. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so if they kept pushing out new um, frontier defense maps, uh, I think that'd be so cool. That's cool. Uh, and if there were achievements tied to it, I would just love that. Uh, and my hope is that th- there has been talk that Titanfall is not dead. Oh. There could be a Titanfall three. Um, and if they do, I hope that they really go back to. Um, you know, having more multiplayer achievements that are achievable. Uh, so <laughs> uh, you know, they, they only had like two achievements in Titanfall 2. 
uh, in the multiplayer, mm-hmm. uh, which thankfully, because, you know, the, you know, it didn't seem like it was a, a fantastic uh, sequel. Like, I just, I love the original. Um, I do like the coolness of the single player in, in Titanfall 2. That was good to have, but uh, I would love to have that kind of multiplayer support like they had in the first one and just have something, you know, just keep doing frontier, cool frontier defense. Like that was so much fun. And every game is different because of the people you play with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that to me would be a great one to keep going with. We really don't need That's a Titanfall a 3. We need a Titanfall half of one and half of two. We need Titanfall 1's multiplayer and Titanfall 2's campaign and just marry them mm. and put them out yes. together. The campaign in Titanfall 2 was really good. And like just the gameplay was it's, so sharp. It was fun. The different Titans in there. It was awesome. And and the multiplayer was was fine, but the lack of achievements stopped people from engaging with it. And the Titanfall 1 multiplayer was so good. I'm with you, like Frontier Defense. And the other thing about Titanfall, the game that it was by the end wasn't the game it was when it launched. So you know that that team yeah. can adapt and evolve like the whole black market was not part of the game at launch like they they have a capacity to we know that to make the game different that's such a great choice kush excellent choice yeah it really is thank you T- i thought, thought about myself <laughs> titanfall 2 campaign is easily one of the best first person shooters shooting campaigns of all time it is it's so, great so good and like michelle said like all the mechanics and the gunplay and the titans just Everything about that game is just just the movement. It, oh my gosh! I just I is. love I love the wall running movement. It's, oh, just, it's so good, so stinking cool. I, I don't know how they perfected it so easily, or I I mean not easily, but like Titanfall One. It's just it's just perfection. It is so good. Yeah, we need more Titanfall. Yeah, we do. And EA needs to not do them dirty by sandwiching it between Call of Duty <laughs> yes, and Battlefield. <laughs> please don't intentionally murder your own game. That was horrible. Like, my goodness. Release Titanfall and do it in like the summer or something where no nothing's around. Let it have its time in time in the sun. Because it could be fun, uh, a huge game. Kettle Karn. <laughs> oh my goodness ah blast from the past so much all right uh yeah that was our topic for this week thanks that was, green thumb that was good that was fun <laughs> and if any patron want, has an idea for a question be sure to uh send one of us a message or post it in the patron vip channel on discord or something like that and we'll throw it in the in the bag yeah, list of questions. So yeah, the last two weeks I got PM'd out of the blue. People are ready for this now. Yeah, you got something in your mind? Let us know. You can all, you can pick a topic or ask a question or whatever. Patrons kind of have free reign on what to ask for that one. With yeah, in reason. First half hour of the show, in reason, because of you guys, basically. So thank you. Yeah, we don't want to give like saucy free reign on what we're talking about. That would be very <laughs> bad. I think Mac Jones left on a stretcher, so that was pretty cool. I mean, terrible for him, but... <laughs> How'd the Giants do? Next question, please, Game Showcase. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get into a Game Showcase. Uh, Nate, you go first. I'm totally ready to do that, so I will. <laughs> um, Show one first in the last one, so we're, so we're throwing a script out. Oh, here we go. Why do we have... I know what I'm doing. 
so a game I played last week. Uh, let's see. Uh, Beacon Pines. Brand new. Get a game pass. Surprising no one. Uh, I decided to check this game out because the other game I wanted to talk about, I had not put enough time into yet. I really want to do it service next week. Uh, so I picked something a little bit shorter, uh, and that happened to be Beacon Pines. Uh, this is uh, basically a really good-looking choose-your-own-adventure novel. Really? Now, it doesn't quite seem like that, and it's labeled as adventure. I don't know how much adventure it is. Um, maybe, eh, eh, no, I, I think it's a, it's a choose your own adventure novel. Uh, they need to add that genre because that's what it is. Uh, you play as a cute little, uh, anthropomorphized, uh, deer person. Um, and if you've seen Sweet Tooth, you're a little bit like that, but you're definitely more deer than human. Um, and you have had a rough go of life. Um, and you are just hanging with your friend, living with your grandmother, uh, and just, you know, going about your day. Uh, and you try to get into, you know, trouble with your friend. You know, you, there's a tree house. There's all this fun sort of stuff that, uh, you just kind of go off and exploring. And within about the first hour, you realize this is not a kid's game. Uh, <laughs> really? And, and, oh yeah, really? It, it, it kind of looks like a kid friendly game and it's, it's not, for kids. Uh, it's not like way over the top, but um, one of the things you do uh, is you pick up action words as you go along. Um, so you'll see something cool. You'll have a conversation with someone and you pick up one of about, uh, I want to say 15 or 20. I'm probably wrong on that. Uh, action words. You will occasionally come to points in the story where you have to fill in the blank. And you fill in the blank with the action words that are available to you at that time. Uh, you could eventually get, you know, go down a couple paths, a couple different ways to go, and then get a word, and then be able to go back to another position in time, like the very first choice or the second choice, and then plug in that action word that you had no access to previously. Hmm. And that will then branch the story a different way, where you can pick up new action words and, and then go back and branch the story. Which sounds really complicated, right? It sounds like, oh my gosh, this thing could go so many different ways. Uh, thankfully, it doesn't. Thankfully, they've kind of kept it to a minimum as far as how far it can branch uh, and, and what you really have to do. Uh, which is, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll go into a brand new branch uh, and then you'll get to a death screen. <laughs> that, was my, oh, no. that was my first <laughs> surprise. Like, oh, oh, I'm dead. Okay. Uh, that's Don't interesting. Yeah, and and then uh, later on, like one of your choices is to like uh, drop the S bomb. That's Ooh. when I knew for a fact that this wasn't a kids game. Like, oh. Clearly, one of your actions is to is to, is to drop a curse word uh, in, into a blank. Uh, it's like okay, so this is not uh, Mad Libs for kids. Um, but yeah, the the game is beautiful. Um, they have big uh interactive uh you know talking heads when when they're having conversations so you get to see really good detail on these characters uh there's a lot to read um they have the little neener neener speech uh when people are talking uh every but the narrator is is talking constantly kind of introducing and inner you know in between all the little conversations that you read uh you know she's talking and telling you about the story um the story was a little hard to follow at first, 
But by the end, I was like, okay, I buy it. Like before, I was just like, this is kind of weird. Don't really buy it. I don't really, whatever. I'm not super invested. But by the end, I was like, okay, no, I, I really, I enjoyed my time with this and I, I enjoyed the story and I enjoyed the presentation, I think brings out the story. Um, like I said, I didn't think it was super convoluted in terms of the branching. So I think you're going to be able to keep it all together. I think most people are going to have the same basic path through the game. Um, you know, when I take these games, because I know I'm trying to see everything, I typically do stuff that makes it easy for member for me to remember what I did the last time. So I always pick the top option or the left option. And so that the next time I go through, I pick the one next to that. And I know that, uh, you know, even if I really want to do this one option, uh, no, I'm picking the one on the left always, just so I know <laughs> on my second playthrough, I know exactly what's going on. Um, so that's how I played it. Maybe other people don't want to play it that way, and that's fine, because this game does a really good job of, of you know, you know, dog-earing the options that you have picked. So when you go back to a conversation or you go back to a, uh, a branching path, uh, it'll show you all the options you have, which ones you've selected, have a check mark. Uh, anything you haven't selected is, is you know, it doesn't have that check mark. So you know, okay, I have to do this uh, if I want to get to a, a new branching. And uh, yeah, uh, the fun game. I wouldn't say it's like super funny. Uh, there, there are some fun parts or some funny parts. Um, but all in all, a pleasant experience. A decent music throughout, and the achievements were um, there weren't that many. There's only ten. Uh, and I wouldn't say that they were all fun-based or all story-based. There are a couple. There's one for um, like doing a certain action twenty times. Uh, you don't, you know, you don't need to do it, but you know why not? Um, and then I think the rest of them are basically just story-based. So uh, there's one or two that are just you know fun little. Hey, did you try this? Because that's weird. Um, did you try this weird answer? Because that's kind of funny. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> All in all, a, a pretty fun, short experience. Uh, I played it over two or three sessions and got it done in, it says, five hours and 36 minutes. So, Oh, wow. That's a lot shorter than I was kind of expecting. Yeah. yeah no, it was, it was pleasant, um, but definitely not for kids, even though it kind of looks that way. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was a good time. For I mean, the outside achievements. Of the S-bomb. Oh. Go ahead. So, Nate, it's, outside it's of the, the S bomb, is there any like sense? <laughs> yeah, there's not. There's. I wouldn't say there's like a ton of cussing. There's a little bit of a little bit of cuss but words, like the, um, the, but it's the the, the topics. Are, 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 uh... Yes, yes, it's the content. Okay, it's the content of what goes on in the story is a little bit, a little bit heavy. Okay, um, so it was rated T. I, I didn't want to get. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to get too much into like his backstory, but he's had a rough life and you're going to find out about it. So, <laughs> so for, for the achievements, I know you kind of, touched Michelle, you on had a them. question. Yeah. So you touched on the achievements briefly and you, it's clearly not overly difficult to get, but you mentioned one where you have to do some action 20 times. Like how much of the list did you wind up getting like on your own through natural playthrough? Did you go clean stuff up? Like, was it obvious the ones that were a little out of the way? Because you did get the completion, and it looks like you got completion within the mm -hmm. amount of time that's kind of the standard. But was that based on like looking for the achievements through the list, or did you find all that on your own? Um, 
well, the story-based stuff obviously just kind of happened. Then there were a couple things that, uh, just because of the way I play, like, oh, there's a thing in this room. I'm going to find all the things in this room. Well, there's an achievement for doing that in a particular room. Uh, and then um, the one I completely missed because I just wasn't paying attention. Or, I'm sorry, one I got because I wasn't paying attention. Um, and that's for leaving something open in a room. It's like when you're going through... <laughs> You're looking through drawers and things like that. I accidentally left something open or running, and then I went into the next room. Uh, and apparently that's an achievement. Uh, now, it didn't pop for me. Um, so I, that was kind of like a silent pop. I went back and I looked, and I was like, oh, there's an achievement for that? And I was like, oh, I'll have to remember to do that next time. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I've got that. But it didn't pop. That was weird. Um, and I actually had a, a, a story point. The achievement didn't pop for me. And I was still progressing, oh. and I refreshed, and I said, oh, you know, uh, let me see what I'm missing. And there, there was one uh, for getting to an action or a story point that happens multiple times, right? Because this is a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, so you're going to see the same thing happen. Uh, you know, even though you're, you're doing things differently, you know, the same major events are going to happen. Uh, and so this major event happened multiple times, and I didn't get the achievement the first time, and it didn't pop the other times. Uh, and then it, towards the end of the game, when I had two achievements left, and... Um, I, th I guess there was one between that one and the one that, that didn't pop. When I got the third to last achievement, the one that uh, I should have gotten popped up as well. Uh, it, you know, I didn't see it on the Xbox, but when I went to true achievements, it was it was gone. Um, so, so, yeah, so that was a little bit wonky, but um, it wasn't too bad. Uh, so, you know, how much did I find on my own? A few, uh, but there are some that you're going to have to... Um, unless you're super thorough, uh, you're going to have to maybe go back and, and you know, do a, a partial replay. The nice thing about that, though, is that at any point in the game, you can press Y and it'll bring up the tree of all the branching paths. And you can choose any of those nodes to jump to, even if it's one you've already done before. Hmm. You can choose a, an old option that you chose just to get down a certain path, uh, maybe to get to an action word that you hadn't discovered uh, you know, when you're looking at a solution. So, which is what I had to do. I was missing one action word. I didn't know how to get it. Uh, and I had to go replay a little segment that I'd already done and just find this action word that I, I must've missed somehow. All right. Sounds um, like a fun one. Yeah. Fun little game. Yeah. Something different. That actually sounds, uh, kind of interesting. When you first started off, I thought it was just going to be a boring old point and click, but this one actually seems a little interesting at least being able to, you know, uh, choose your answer, Mad Lib style. Is there no like actual gaming other than picking like picking choices and dropping in these action words? Like I know in Telltale games, sometimes you kind of walk from point A to point B or whatever. There, it's all just presented kind of static. Or do you have to do some action no, actually have, occasionally? Yeah, you have you have agency over what rooms you go into and okay. what you click on. Uh, you kind of run up to a little area and then like a little um context icon will pop up if you can look at it and then you'll do something with it. Um, and you have your, most times you have your choice of where you can go every now and then you'll walk into an invisible wall and be like, Oh, I can't go there now because I'm supposed to meet blah, blah, blah for coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, they do kind of control you that way, but it's not as if you're just, you know, following like um, a sometimes you visual novel or anything. Gotcha. You, you do have movements around. You have to do, in, sometimes you have to uh, pick up objects and throw them into other objects. There's a tiny little bit of uh, gameplay with that, but for the most part, it's just exploration and conversation. 
and there's no quick time. There's nothing like, uh, <clears throat> you know, for people to get worried about <laughs> how much attention I need to be paying. Is there like muscle memory stuff? You know, do I have to have like quick twitch muscles going? And no, no, you don't. Oh, good. The quick time was the worst of the telltales. Just let me play the story. Well, it sounds like it might be a, a good, and I don't know, Nate, if this is the case, but it sounds like it might be a good candidate for people who have spouses or significant others who won't necessarily play a game but will watch and engage that way that this might be a game that's good for that sort of thing especially with the Mm -hmm. choice aspect true possibly yeah all right uh let's get into the next game um michelle what game would you like to talk about well nate just talked about beacon pines which is a shiny new game pass game i'm going to talk about a really old game pass game at this point uh, Slay the Spire. So, Kenny, I think you dabbled in it, I saw. Maybe. I'm surprised you haven't played more of it, actually. I have. Slay the Spire. I'm surprised I haven't played more of it, either. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a roguelike, roguelike card game. The way that it's framed is, at the beginning, you pick between one of three default characters, and you do eventually open up a fourth. These three characters have different card sets that are based on the character you chose, and you have to climb up a tower. And you climb up the tower by doing by proceeding up a map where you're either going to fight battles, you're going to fight elite battles, you might have a shop that you go to or question mark rooms. And it's just it is the best deck building game I've I I think I've ever seen. The balancing is so perfect. So, I've played I've been playing Slay the Spire on and off for a couple years. I've had something like 30 or 40 failed runs and I finally got one successful run. And what's great about say the spires i never felt discouraged by the fact that i was failing so much because there's there are just so many um layers to the way that things are built because you always start with the same set of i think six or eight cards it's always three strike cards three defense cards and one or two special cards based on the character you chose and every time you finish a battle you can choose to add one more card to your deck you can choose from three cards and they're randomized so you don't guarantee the same gameplay twice and for example, with the character I finally beat it with uh, is the character called the Defect. And the Defect has these different modes that it goes through. So, or I'm um, sorry, different um, orbs it, cha- it cha- channels. And depending on the orb, it has certain effects. So if you channel a lightning orb, it'll do damage. If you channel a plasma orb, it'll give you more energy to do more moves. So I went through a run where I, I just focused on those lightning orbs. But the next time when I went through to play it, I just didn't get any of the random cards that would let me do that. So I had to take a different tactic and focus more on the defensive orbs. And it's it's great. And I, I, Kenny, I'm shocked you haven't played mm. more of it. It is, it is so good. And the cherry on top of all that is it plays great on cloud-based play on your phone with touch controls. So I've been playing yeah, it, it every morning on the way to work, and it's been awesome. Yeah, that is definitely a good game. Uh Candidate for touch controls on over X Cloud. Yeah, I think the biggest reason I haven't played more of it is I started a long while I was playing Hades. Mm. So whenever it's just like, all right, I sit down and I want to play a game or I want to play a roguelike, like I'm in that mood, I'm like, I want to play Hades just because that key was just so perfect. Well, and it's It's not so good. So Slay the Spire isn't an action game, so I understand. But Thing keep in mind yeah, with, it's totally different. Right. And and the thing keep in mind with Slay the Spire 2, and one of the other things I love about it is it saves after every interaction up the the uh the tower, so to speak. 
Um, the tower climb involves three floors, essentially. So you play all the battles or other rooms up until you hit a final battle, and then you do that a second time and then a third time. And if you finish all three times, there's one little final scene at the end, and and then the gameplay just kind of repeats from there. Um, it's every time you get through a room, every time you start a boss encounter, the game saves. And it works great with that. So when I'm when I have like five minutes at work, I'll pop on, I'll do one battle real quick. And then when I get home, I could just boot up the game and play another battle. So it's really, mm. really great for like, just jump in, jump out end of the day, play one, one round or whatever. Um, it also features daily climbs. The daily climbs have certain pre-selected modifiers on them. So there may be only boss encounters. You may not be able to heal things like that. And there is one achievement attached to daily climbs that I have not earned yet. But um, the achievement list is difficult. And I can't speak too well to it. Like there, there are definitely folks in the community. I know, as soon as I finally finished the successful run, I like went right to my computer and uh, messaged Kronos, because I was just so excited to have finished it. And he's super into the game. Play Ultimates reached out to offer help. So we have folks within the community who are very knowledgeable about the game and have completed it. So it's completable. But it's it's not easy. But the more you play it and the more you gain a mastery and an understanding of the different cards and how they interact with each other, you also get relics throughout the game. And the relics give you certain sometimes permanent, sometimes one-time buffs. So the way that those interact with you, the the more you know about those things, like you just you feel like more powerful playing it because you can make more informed decisions. And once again, the balancing in the game is just about perfect. I've lost over and over and over, and it it never felt unfair. It always just felt like, okay, I learned something. Let's jump in and and do that again. So it's it's great. And again, as a a game that really shows like the convenience of of cloud that is not going to be too powerful (laughs) for any of your devices, it is an absolutely great choice. I, I can't recommend Slay the Spire highly enough. Even with the achievements being tough, they're doable. You just have to it's it's a long completion oh but, yeah it's a grind but you're not going to play it for 200 hours straight you're going to play it for 20 minutes here and 15 minutes there and it, mm-hmm. it'll totally grab you that way it also does the nice um carrot on a stick to where like you're saying you know even though you lost you don't feel completely until you defeat it you go mm, i know i can do better next time mm-hmm. you just get that little bit of, and it's like i could go a little bit farther i know i can go a little bit farther until you finally actually do win right and also at the end of your runs you do get experience of a sort and once you hit certain levels you do unlock new cards that you can use new relics that become available that you may see so you also are increasing kind of your pool of things that you can use to assist you to have better runs. So it really encourages you continuing to go back. If if I had talked about this game prior, like if I if I didn't know I was talking about this game today for Game Showcase, this probably would have been one of my choices for the uh, patron question. Because this, this is something where they could easily add another character or another set of cards. Go call to. And it would be totally fine. Yeah. Slight Aspire, great. That's a good pick. That is a good game, and it's like I said, it's something I have downloaded. I just, I just haven't gotten, gone back to it just quite yet. Yeah, the- and I know that is also one of those games where when you start to play, it's always the yeah one more thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me just do one more. Yeah, one more. Next thing you know, it's three a.m. and you have to go to bed because you got work right. the next day. I think too, if you're interested in collectible card game type uh, games, anyway, most of them aren't super quick. 
But the thing I would most strongly mm-hmm. advise is if the achievement list is scaring you off, don't let it do that because you're. It's just it's not it's not like Gears of War where you're going to have to boost it for hours and hours and hours and hours. You just have to find little bits of time here and there, and give it a shot. Maybe it'll leave Game Pass someday. It's been in Game Pass a very long time. It's it's worth the price to own it if it leaves Game Pass. I also don't know for sure, but I don't think it's an easy uh, dive game. I don't know if you can remember. Oh, man. If, uh, I see the first achievement that I unlocked is defeated uh, Hexagos, but I don't. Re- I have no idea of how long that is into the game. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like... TA says I have almost three hours into it, so... So you've put in time. It's not that you, you haven't... Uh... You know, it's not like you just dipped your toe in the water. I'm just trying to look real quick and see if I had something similar. Yeah, it looks like the first achievement you tend to get is the beating the boss of the first part of the climb. So once you know how to play the game, that'll probably take you a half hour. And you may dumb luck into it in about a half hour. But yeah, there's no like pop it on and then you're going to immediately get this thing and have it on your tag. So you can try a few battles before you're committed to it. Yeah. I mean, there are other easier, quote unquote, uh, achievements like when a battle with one HP remaining that you might uh, luckily or unluckily run into, depending on if you want the thing on your tag. So like there is that. But yeah, I don't think this is a super easy dive. Yeah, that would but be the play one for too to long. You for. will get. Yeah. And even the first couple battles are constructed in such a way that you're you're not supposed to get steamrolled at the beginning, even when you're brand new to it. You're you're gonna get through the first part of the climb pretty easily, and probably get through the first again. The first floor probably takes about a half hour, so you'll have enough time to have gauged if it's something you think you want to continue with. Yeah, Slay Aspire definitely a good game. Um, well, in that case, let's end this with L. What oh, game would you like? To man, talk about? don't you want to know? I do. So you remember how last week Michelle was really excited for Suikoden 1 and 2 being announced? I'm still excited for it. Yes. All right. Well, there's a game coming out really soon that I am very excited for. Like, And it's going to be way better than your silly little Suikoden. And, and that's how we know that's <laughs> that. What do you mean? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, and that, of course, is going to be Goat Simulator Three. I am my point exactly. I'm pumped. <laughs> Which, of course, is the sequel <laughs> to uh, Chewie's favorite game, Goat Simulator. Apparently, a lot of people missed the joke that there's no Goat Simulator Two. Where's Two? Did I miss Two? No, idiots. It's funny game. They do funny things to get you notice things. Dopeies. Um, I think also that uh. The developers said there will never be a Goat Simulator 2, so uh, they didn't lie. <laughs> they didn't lie. I think the <laughs> trailer was supposed to be a send-up of uh, Dead Island 2, which had a trailer years ago and then never materialized anything. So there's a lot to uh, keep track of with these uh, little inside jokes and inside humor. So anyway, I've been working on Goat Simulator on Windows, which is... Oh, amazing. It's so much fun to play on a computer. Oh. So I went through my third iteration of uh, Flappy Goat. And <laughs> I guess luckily for me, it didn't take me more than like 10, 15 minutes to get, uh, get it done. Screw you. I know. 
I'm so good. I don't know what I do. I just throw on a bunch of mutators and slows it down a little bit. And it seems to work. It seems to do the trick. Um, so I have this on my RTDL. And since it's Scavenger and it includes DLC now, I have no idea which DLC it's from. So I've been going through all of them. So I've done the MMO one, which I really like. I think it's hilarious. And it's also the easiest one. Uh, it's got Diablo. There's a Diablo part. There's like Harry Potter stuff. There's all kinds of fun uh, Easter eggs and inside jokes. And there's YouTube videos dedicated to telling you all the references. It's actually pretty cool to go through and see. Uh, Goat Simulator is one of those games where people just write it off. And the, the, first they think of Flappy Goat, which isn't quite fair to the rest of the game. Then they think of the bad controls, which is fair to the rest of the game. Uh, so Yeah, it's great. But once you get the mutators, you can like fly around and you can float. and You can pretty much get wherever you need to get. They've added so much. Uh, in the MMO DLC, there's a... Uh, anti-gravity mutator so you could just basically get anywhere and it's not that bad so if you use the walkthrough on ta or because the achievements let's be honest you're not going to know what to do without a guide for half of them or most of them and then you got to find the uh, collectible trophies uh so after the mmo mmo one i did the uh goat z one which I'll be honest, for the longest time, I thought it was just called Goats with a Z at the end. I had no idea it, it was a send-up of Daisy. Oof. But it is. And now that I've played Daisy, and I'm really good at boosting that game, by the way. You could ask anybody. Uh, now I know all the references. Uh, they even have the same little uh, crates fall from the sky. And you can find weapons in there, and you have to kill zombies, and there's challenges to do, quests to do. Uh, so that one was a little bit trickier because, oh, the other thing I'm known for, Michelle can attest to this, is uh, I'm very good at crafting. and uh, I guess and, uh, standing uh, at crafting, work benches. Craf yeah. Crafting tables. Yes. And workbenches. Yeah, there is workbench and you can craft things in, this, in, uh, in, in the Daisy DLC. And there's some fun puns in there also. There's... Uh, a rice place called Dead Ricing. Um, there's <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff like that if you look look hard enough. So I did those two DLCs. I enjoy these stupid games. I don't know why. Maybe because it's it's dumb fun. It's dumb fun. Yeah. So I started up the Waste of Space DLC, which has a lot of Star Wars references and things like that. The main issue I have with the game is that it doesn't save your progress. So you have to get a bunch of money and you have to save up for stuff. And if the game crashes or if you you know if you sit there for a while, sometimes the game will just freeze or stop or something. And that happened to me, unfortunately. So I have to start over. So basically it even says on TA that the game has issues saving your progress and the correct only known fix currently is to play in one sitting. Yeah, you got to play in one sitting. Uh, luckily, the DLCs are no more than two hours or so. Some of them might be three. 
Uh, the last TLC is Payday, which is hilarious also because <laughs> uh, we dabbled in some Payday 2 back a few years back. And, you know, you have the stupid masks on and and you and <laughs> you try to commit crimes. And these goats are just jerks. They, they headbutt people and steal. I don't know. It is just dumb fun. This, I can't believe this game. I think this game's eight years old now. I think it came out in 2014. And I, I that's yeah, and I think it started the craze with all the simulator games. I'm pretty sure that this was it. I I really feel like this was it. Um, Not that flight simulator game. I'm, that one doesn't count. Goat Simulator. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure there was quite a bit of simulators before this. Oh, you think so? There's another fun part in the Daisy DLC. Where there's an achievement called Goat Simulator, and you actually have to find this pen, and you go in the pen, and you can't do any of your jumps or any of your moves. You just have to sit there and graze, and it's <laughs> and you're, so that's an actual Goat Simulator. So you sit, you have to sit there for five minutes and, and uh, get an achievement. So there are clever Gosh. things, that, and they do pay attention to the achievements, try to do clever stuff with fun names. So Goat Simulator Three comes out in November. But I don't see it. I don't think it was announced for Game Pass, which makes me sad. It comes out November 17th. And uh, instead of pre-order, you, you can pre-utter it. And the deluxe edition Oof. is called a downgrade <laughs> instead of an upgrade. So, but, uh, I saw that. That was funny. Their, their description on it is good. And uh, Michelle, cover your ears. The best part is that it says invite up to three friends in local or online co-op. No. <laughs> New Thursday. New Thursday. New Thursday adventures. I'm not buying it. That's not going to happen. If you want to buy it for down me, sure. I'm not buying it. Well, by the time we're ready to... Game Pass, maybe. By the time we're ready to get to it, it'll be like 10 bucks. I'm sure. If it's on Game Pass and you can somehow convince Peru to do it, Sure. This is my new answer for the uh, opening question, by the way. Goat Simulator. Best game ever. Greatest of all time. <laughs> Goat. You, uh, I think Nate, uh, you need to readjust your standards. <laughs> I know Nate's done all the flappy goats. He's, he's good at this game. Well, when I did one, I said I'm not going to let my, stales, my skills go stale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so I just so I'm doing all of them right now. Banged them all out. <laughs> so I remember that. Knocked it out. Same day. There you go. That's the way to do it. I think. We are video game experts. Our skills will never go stale. Don't forget that. Achieve yeah. Achievement gurus, platformer gurus, simulator gurus. It's the only simulation game I'll play. Unless there's a zoo. <laughs> well, boy, do I have news for you on that here uh, in a few minutes. Uh -oh. well, anyway, I would All love right. people well, to share their gold simulator stories with me. Oh, I know that the space one has some annoying shooting things. I know both Katie and Sir Polygon both mm -hmm. complained about this recently. I haven't gotten that far yet, but uh, there's achievements for shooting things uh, in vehicles. Did you do that one, Nate? Pirate ships and police ships. I, I have done none of the DLC. Okay. I've only done the base game. Okay. Well, you were in for a treat when you get to do them. They're fantastic. If, All right. If I had any respect, it is now gone. 
I don't think I have to worry about that. No, I think you <laughs> I don't think I have to worry. A very long time <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I have to worry. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's get into some sales. Uh, L, your turn to go first. Do you have anything that you would like to recommend? Oh, man. This week, there was like 5 million things. There's so so when there's, much. When there's 5 million things, I tend to just go, uh... Um, the one that caught my eye was Rain in Your Parade, and the DLC had a bundle. And since it's not on Game Pass anymore, if you didn't get to that, I think the DLC alone was a few bucks. So you get the base game and the DLC for 50% off. It's eleven forty nine. I love Rain in Your Parade. Uh, they did spell your wrong. It's supposed to be Y-O-R-E. I don't know what they were thinking. But you know, outside of that typo, it's a great game from a fun indie developer. In developer. Uh, I think uh, a couple other people that picked several other games, so we'll go to them. I'll go. All right. Yeah. Uh, Nate. Oh. Sure. Yeah. So this week, <laughs> this week there were a lot of things that I guess hadn't been on before or whatever, and my, my tabs were out of control. Uh, so here we go. I'm not going to be too, too, too. We can see too, them. Too, too long. Uh, first up, West of Dead, Path of the Crow Edition, $6 down from 21 This is a roguelite. It was on Game Pass for a long time. Uh, they also had the PC uh, stack of it on Game Pass. Uh, this does not do both. Uh, you'd have to buy, you'd have to wait for a PC sale if you want to get both stacks done. Uh, this edition does not add any achievements, but it's still a base 1K. But it does add a new weapon, a new level boss. I'm not sure if those help you in the base game or not, but base game was fun, and that base game is not on sale, so you'd have to go for the uh, the Crow Edition. <clears throat> Next up is Ghoul Boy, $2 down from 10 This is a platformer. It's three to four hours long, and it has kind of a Kid Icarus meets Ghouls and Goblins or Ghouls and Ghosts vibe. Um, it it yeah, looks like a fun little platformer if you're into those. Uh, the price is fantastic at two bucks. Next up, Planet Alpha. I know I have mentioned this before. Uh, I'm mentioning it again. It's five dollars down from twenty. It's a platformer, but really, it's a limbo-like uh, six to eight hours cartoony limbo-like with a space theme, and it reminds me of Little Orpheus, which just released, uh, I think, this month, maybe even within the past week or two, uh, which is currently not on sale. But I'm sure I will mention it when it does go on sale because I like my limbo likes. Next up, Stay Cool Kobayashi-san, a River City Ransom story. This is $3.89 down from $13. Uh, it's a beat-em-up. It's in the River City Ransom uh, universe. So that's why I'm getting it, and I will gladly beat them up. Next up, The Suicide of Rachel Foster is $3 down from $20. This is an adventure, but really it's stroll plane. Uh, it's two to three hours. It does have a walkthrough, if you recall. We were discussing this pre-show. This is a game that, when it released, had uh, a problem with every single achievement. It has since been patched, and there's, I think, 189 completions or something. It's That's definitely good. doable, um, and seems like it's a short little experience. And for 3 bucks, seems like a deal. Next up, Them Bombs. $2 down from 9 I believe we've mentioned this one other time. This is a puzzle game. It's uh, one to two hours. It is designed for two to four people. Uh, player one is the one who's disarming a bomb and players two through four uh, are basically looking at manuals and kind of answering questions or telling you how to, you know, first of all, you have to figure out which type of bomb it is, 
and then <laughs> uh, you know which which wires to cut, and you have to you can't see each other's screens, so you have to do it all through descriptions and talking with a clock. So that's fun. Uh, this would be a Sounds great stream game. Uh, this would be this would be a fun one to do mm-hmm. on stream sometime, I think. But two bucks—that's a fantastic price. Lastly, a game to keep your eyes out for uh, because the price is not fantastic right now. Pray for the gods. That's P R A E Y. You know the typical spelling for the gods. <laughs> it's two dollars down from thirty. Uh, this is an action adventure open world game. Uh, it's never been on sale before. I think it's about a year old. So it's not too surprising that it hasn't been on sale. Um, this is a spiritual, I don't want to say successor, so it's like the spiritual kin of Shadow of the Colossus on the PlayStation. Now, if you don't know what that Interesting. is, it's a very unique game type, which I don't believe we've seen on the Xbox ecosystem, um, where you are hunting down monsters. Okay, That part's not unique. Once you get to the monster, the monster is a moving puzzle. And you have to figure out how you can climb or mount this monster to get to these weak points uh, and then dodge their attacks. And, you know, all the while they're moving across the landscape. And you have to figure out, how number one, how to get onto them, how to navigate up, how to dodge their attacks. Very cool uh, game that we don't really, I think, have seen on Xbox. So... Uh, like I said, nah. the price is high. This is 20 down from 30 but I suggest you take a look at it. It might be worth it since there is no other experience like it on the Xbox at this time, or you may just want to put a pin in it and do a price watch. Hopefully, it'll get uh, a better sale in the future. Uh, so just keep your eyes out for that one. And that's it for me. I think I am going to price track that one. I always wanted to play Shadow of the Colossus, but never did. So a game sort of similar like that on Xbox. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that leaves. Uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll give my recommendations and we'll go to Mitchell. I don't really have too many that we haven't mentioned before, but a couple that I do want to mention. Uh, apparently, it's Anime Month again this month. And all the anime games, lots of Dragon Ball, lots of uh, SAO and One Piece so if you're into that kind of stuff, now's the time to grab them. I saw that a couple of them, like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, is at its absolute lowest that it's been so far. And that's something I've had my, my eye on that I've really been wanting to play. And now that that's down uh, to 15 bucks, I think that might be the time to snag that one up. But uh, yeah, outside of the anime games, bleh, nothing. I've, I don't really have anything new news to mention. Uh, Michelle. What would you like to recommend? <clears throat> All right. So I felt inspired this week and Kush helped me. So I have a few games to recommend. Uh, first up, I'm going to recommend um, Let's Cook Together. This is $2.59 down from $12.99. It's a local co-op cooking game. It looks very, very much like Overcooked, which probably shouldn't surprise you. Uh, but it has way fewer Trek gamers. Seems to have reviewed pretty decently, though. Uh, there's not like a time estimate, but it seems to be completable. Or for two fifty nine, something else to play with folks on the couch. Sounds like fun. Along that same vein, there's Scribble Knots Showdown, which is three ninety nine down from thirty nine ninety nine. So yes. it's a real significant wow discount. Uh, it is a party game that also has the puzzle game, a uh, puzzle tag, which is awesome for someone like me. Ooh. And it's local, and it's it's uh, another game you can only play locally. But this 
Scribble Not Showdown is framed as a series of mini games. So it's sort of similar. I, I know, Elle, you've played this as well. I've played it at your yeah. place. Yeah. But it's it's similar-ish to like um, uh, Mario Party, where there's kind of like a board, right? And you mm-hmm. move through the board. Ooh. And, and you land on different spaces and you play different mini games against people. So there'll be, but it's also it's Scribble Knots. So it'll say something right. like, um, you're going to do a balancing game. So you, someone has to, uh, both people have to pick something that begins with an H. And if you pick something like houses, you might not be able to balance them for very long. So, it, or you might have to do something with, with flying. And the person who chooses jumbo jet is probably going to go a little further than the person who picks kite so it's it's fun it engages you in the scribble knots way but also is a, a series of pretty fun party games they do a pretty good job with these cards that kind of equalize it so if you have someone who's really good at the game you can kind of pull them back somewhat frequently so that they don't just run away with it and i believe you can play any of the mini games at any time too is that the case l yes you can play the mini games at any time and funny enough uh this week <coughs> i did one of the mini games for my rtdl and it is a flappy bird a mini game, just like Flappy Goat, <laughs> and Kenny's out. So, but but the catch yep. the catch here is that yes, yeah, so you don't know which letter you're going to get. You get a random letter, uh, so that you can choose to do something heavy where you go uh, slower, but you have less control, or you can choose something uh, lighter where you're faster, but uh, well, you'd probably have less control with that one. But yes, there's different ways of doing it. You pick the light thing or the heavy thing. And you have to just go up and down and around things. And I got that one done on like my fifth or sixth try. And that was a, a nice high ratio. So that is a fun game. I think it's four players. Definitely at least four. And you can create yeah, all the characters. Yeah, I believe four is you're correct. Un- you're mm-hmm. unlocking uh, cosmetics. and all. I recommend that one a lot, especially for four bucks. Anyone with kids or who have people over for... Parties. Now I know you said local co-op. Is there online? No, no, and it wouldn't even work well in online. You need, yeah, I didn't think so. You need, you need that local experience. I was just wondering. That's a good question. Uh, also, have a couple other games to recommend. So one more that I'm recommending before I get to the ones that Kush suggested, which I also really liked: um, the missing JJ Macfield and the Island of Memories. This is a game by Swery, so if you know who Swery is, you know if you like him and you know if you don't. It is very strange. Very strange. You walk around and kind of use pieces of your body to navigate through the platforming portions. It is marked down right now to $7.49 from $29.99, which is the lowest price it's been at. Previous lowest one was $10.49 in 2020. This game doesn't go on sale a whole lot as i recall i it's it's odd if you don't like the aesthetic of it and sweary type games you won't like it but if you do it's well worth the price and, and diving into that one and then finally we have another pair here there's indigo 7 quest for love achievements please don't ask me where the first six went l i don't know it is 5.99 down from 14.99 it looks um. like a puzzle game but it's not called a puzzle game on ta um but it it looks like some kind of hex-based type of game. It has only been tracked by 64 people. So I'm curious about getting in there and, and giving it a shot. And then this other game that was recommended 
is Marble Duel. And um, if you put marbles and puzzle together, you're probably going to come up with Zuma. And that's what this looks mm-hmm. to be. It's a Zuma type game, or if you've played Sparkle 2 on the Xbox. And it it's a dueling Zuma where you can either play against CPUs or play against other people. It is $4.99 down from $9.99. It looks like it's a little difficult to complete, but there's no hour estimate on it. So I'm interested to go in and give it a shot. So thank you for those recommendations, recommendations, Koosh, and happy to recommend them out to others as well. And if anyone else chooses to try them, let me know. One other thing with Marble Duels, though, even though it looks like it has it has multiplayer flagging on TA, it's all local. So it doesn't look like there's any online stuff in that game. Ah, I felt that Aww. question coming. I actually just assumed it was going to be online. I didn't think think that's that. That's sad. I'm not the biggest puzzle fan, but I do love me some Zuma. Yeah, I like Zuma too. I, I mean, I'm not particularly good at it, but I'm stubborn enough to get through them eventually. And this this looks like it's it's that style of gameplay. It's not. I I don't think it's. I don't think it's easy to mess that up. So it should be fine. So I'm gonna give it a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zuma's a hard completion. Mm-hmm. I've already made my peace with it that I'm never going to complete those games. <laughs> but that's okay. Nope, you won't. No, they're, they're, they're ridiculous. I am not good enough. I've tried quite often to complete those games, and I, I can't do it. Yeah, that's a good, good, some good recommendations. Um, so many <clears throat> sales. So many There's sales. So much on sale right now. If you have money burning a hole in your pocket, you can probably find something to spend it on. Everything seems to be on sale right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have money burning a hole in your pocket and you want to cheap out, just a reminder: this hey. is last couple of days to pick up the games of gold. Um, and possibly or. This will be the last time to pick up Xbox 360 games of gold. Uh, games available now are Gods Will Fall, Double Kick Heroes, and Portal 2. We got a few more Get days left them. in month. They're and free. Then... Get Portal 2. Exactly. Did Even they... if you just do like me, download them, then delete them. So, you know, you just have the license. Don't delete that way Portal you have 2. The... Play it. <laughs> Play with Did Brooke. They confirm... Obviously, don't delete that one. With the end of the Xbox 360 games as part of games with gold that it's going to revert to only two games a month is is that something that we're understanding that there's going to be sort of a one through 30 um, and a 15 through 15 i don't think they've said okay. i don't think they've said either i haven't seen anything all right i'm curious we'll probably how they're going minutes to play after this we're done recording day or so yeah so with that i have a question oh boy uh-oh considering that this is changing, would you guys rather have four mediocre games or two decent to good games a month? Do you guys want the quantity or do you want the quality? I mean... Because over on the PlayStation side, they've been two games a month for the longest time now, but it's always been something, you know, a little bit more AAA, a little higher uh, value. I mean... Whereas over on Games of Gold, (laughs) we've been getting four games and we usually get like three mediocre games and like one that's you know hey yeah it might actually play that sometime 
I'd go for the two bigger games, especially since we have so many, like all these games we get, like you said, you're just going to install them and not play them. If there's something of value, it might be something a couple years old, AAA game. If we already have it, we already have it. But if it's not, then it's a, a great deal, great added value. So I think I'd go with the two games that are betterer. I think if I'm answering you honestly, I don't get to play any of these games anyway because there's just so much other stuff to play. So it's just more licenses to download. So I'm appreciative <laughs> the truth. of whatever it is they decide to give us one way or the other. Um, I get why people complain when the list comes out every month. I, I understand the uh, the impulse to do that. But it's a value add to what we're already getting with our subscriptions so either way it's stuff i will download i will have in my library i may or may not access it but it doesn't really make a difference to me if it's triple a games or not because the likelihood that i'll play it is pretty small well i guess i'll take the opposing uh point uh also because i think that's the way i feel i wouldn't mind getting four smaller games because i probably already have the the bigger games for the most part um, so it would be nice, and I've been pleasantly surprised in the past with some of the smaller games that they've given out. Um, I, I guess if they're not giving out 360 games, I don't know, maybe that changes things. Um, however, there have been a lot of, uh, you know, inexpensive Xbox One games that I've kind of passed on because they're like five or six bucks. Um, you know, if, if they were to give some of those things out, you know, I'd, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is something that I just didn't buy before because it was, it was, you know, it was risky. But uh, if they're just giving it away, sure, why not? But I, w- I would not like them to be all four cheap games. I'd like to maybe get one or two decent. Uh, you know, they could step down, like one really de- one really good one, mid lane, and then two cheapies. Uh, that'd be cool. There's there's a lot what of you, Kenny? yeah. I mean, in between in this discussion though, because Portal Two is a triple A game. It's older, so it's available for twenty dollars pretty regularly. So you you don't feel like you're getting that big right. benefit of it, and it's been available in other ways and whatnot. But Portal Two is a it's a triple A mm-hmm. game. It's so so it may not seem that way on the surface or at this time, but that's not a bad game to have gotten as part of this service. No, absolutely not. And I don't think that's the best one this would argue by far. that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and assume that they're going to give us two crappy games a month from now on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I don't think Kenny love the optimism. I don't think Kenny answered the question. <laughs> Um, I'm honestly kind of between Nate and Michelle. All right. Where okay, yeah, so like a lot of these games, games, like I said before, <laughs> a lot of these uh games, like I said before, you know, I wind up just downloading it, maybe playing one or two of them for a little bit, and then just kind of uninstalling it because I'd rather play something else. But at the same time, you know, I often have a month where it's just like, oh, look, I have three games where I don't own these. That's three new games I get to add to the library. You know, just building that backlog of games I'm never, ever actually actually going to play. But it's so cool <laughs> to, you know, load up your Xbox and see you have hundreds of games to play. Even if it is a little anxiety-inducing to see. It's just like, <laughs> what am I going to play this time? Right, and I think that the part in my head that I'm probably not articulating super well is just that we, we've gotten, like, Call of Duty games and Assassin's Creed games and stuff through the service. It's just that it's the older ones. And I don't expect, because right. they're moving to a possibly twice a month only Xbox One, that we're 
going to get anything much different from that because still getting that stuff as a permanent license, not just as something through Game Pass, is is pretty cool. You know, for again, it's a value add. We're already paying for the service, so I, I think it's it. Whatever they give is is going to be fine. People are going to complain. Some people are going to defend it. At the end of the day, you're getting a license for a game you didn't purchase. Hopefully, because I know that happened frequently to people where all four games they already owned. But it's all it's all good either way. We come out ahead. Yeah, that's how I see it. Now, one other question is, did they specifically say no more Xbox 360 games or just end of backwards compatible games? Because like I'm sitting here looking at this OG Xbox Thrillville on here. So is there a chance that we get more OG Xbox games? Yeah, I. I feel like they only said Xbox 360, but I think the implication is that it's games via backwards compatibility. That's what I was thinking. I just don't remember the specific language that they said. I assume it's only Xbox One and up from here on out. There's no way we're going to get... I can't imagine we no, get OG. there's no way. And even some of those, I, w- I wouldn't mind. Because there are good OG Xbox games. No, mm-hmm. there aren't. Next. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. But, yes. Uh, some Game Pass news. Available now is Proteus on Xbox Series 1 and PC. Um, if you're listening to this day of, Grounded full uh, the full release of Grounded on everything and Moonscars is available now. Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, I have my, wait, I have my dates <laughs> wrong. That's, that's available now as a recording. Uh, <laughs> we're in October, right? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Man, this last week, I don't know what day it is. Uh, <laughs> available when this podcast drops is Let's Build a Zoo. No. I'm so excited for this. Fine. And Valheim on the PC. You say, hey, you said our Thursday night crew, you'd play a zoo game. There's a zoo game. Fine. No. Okay. Damn it. And they have, <laughs> and, you know, you can crossbreed at cross breed animals. And um, reading their propaganda, they said that there's 300,000 different combinations. Uh, Nate, you want to get on this? I know you do. Uh, wait, did you say a zoo? A zoo game? He likes zoo games. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Come on, you get to play with us. Rocker jumped and in he just to, build to play a with zoo. us. And, uh, we haven't seen and him it, since. It even has the old people graphics. Ooh. Nah, he's not taking that bait. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're listening to the day of that this podcast drops tomorrow is the game that Nate, I guess we'll be excited mm-hmm. for. That's Paw Patrol Grand Prix, September 30th. Yep. Yep. I don't think we need to read that next thing again. No, uh, cause they'll, they'll be pretty much gone. Yeah. No, nah, I'm not reading all that. I did confirm though, that they said it will no longer include Xbox 360 titles. So does that mean oh, stop that it. we won't get, I can't, OG, because OG technically are playable on the 360. So I don't know. Yeah, they were, I'm I'm very, were, very interested to see how this goes. They were repeating those as it was. I don't, I don't think so. Were they? I don't remember. I don't recall that. Yeah. Let's just say yes. Sure. Like I know <laughs> that I know there's not a lot of OG Xbox games to begin with. But who knows? Maybe they do two Xbox One games and two OG Xbox games. 
That would be hopefully a really... we'll know by the time this podcast comes out, people can yell at us for being dumb. <laughs> That'll never happen. That just would be a really bold move. Happen. A really bold move to be like, well, no more Xbox 360, but <laughs> right. we're just going to keep offering you Four some OG combination <laughs> of these two games. Yeah, I... <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess stranger nah, things have happened. Here's Minesweeper. <laughs> Thrillville for the sixth month in a row. They've had too much good PR. <laughs> They've had too much good PR lately. There's no way that they would they would do that. All, All right. right, I like your confidence. Well, with that, let's get into our let's get into our last section. Uh, Brad Camp, take it away, Michelle. All right, in Brad Camp, we have completions for this last week. Starting up with Crunchy Goblin 68, who's reached 150 completed games. Desert Fox 0420 has reached 250 completed games. Ace, just Ace, has reached 550 completed games. Domain, wow, when did we get all these just one name folks? Has hit <laughs> right. 600 completed games. Northern Lass at 750 completed games. And Slayer Reigning at 1 thousand completed games congratulations on that Marissa. wow wow well you know in streaks i was gonna say domain paid we're gonna for the hold off a second oh what's your joke oh the domain paid for the domain first so that's why there's no uh numbers after or anything like that gotcha mm. it was totally worth mm-hmm. it nailed it Hey. <laughs> in streaks, as if nothing had been said before, Johnny Delicious and Jay Black are both celebrating a 50-day achievement win streak. Way to go, guys. Neon Prime currently with 100 Amateurs. days. Z Drunken Monkeys with 450s days. Uh, Northern Last with 750. EL Suck. In the game. With 800 days. <laughs> Unky Tim Fu. F-U. With 2,150. Peru with 2,400. Plantain 42 with 3,350 days and Mad Eye Pad Eye with 3,500 days. Celebrating their anniversaries, uh, Surf Biscuit with a three year achievement win streak and Seamus McLimey with a six year achievement win streak. Seamus, fella. In gamer score, Princeton and Dark Lord Davis have both hit 400,000 gamer score. ZZ Urban Spaceman Thanks, and man. Ace Yay. has hit 800,000 gamer score. Septic Earl has a has hit 850,000 gamer score. Isrit 102 and Chewing on Ice have both hit 1.1 million gamer score. Alicia has hit 1.2 million gamer score and Slayer Raining has hit 1.5 million gamer score. In leaderboards Fluttery Chicken is in the top 10,000 of the TA leaderboard for competitive ratio. I mean, that's a thing. Hat 90 is in the top 500 of the England TA difference leaderboard for Automobile. High Road Vitu is in the top 500 of the TA difference leaderboard for racing. Magical Mars is second in the Mexico TA leaderboard for Connect. Nice. That is ridiculoso. And Planting 42 is third in the USATA leaderboard for my favorite genre, vehicular combat. And Icefire, Timmy Timmy Icefire is number one. Number one in the Connecticut TA leaderboard for Vayners. 
That is nice. Uh, so the thing I was looking for that I just found was I was going to give props to ZZ Urban Spaceman, who hit uh, his 800,000 gamer score um, with an 80G achievement. And the achievement was called Game 80% Complete Achievement in Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. So oh, cool. he did a bunch of number stuff. Yeah, he did. Ew, he did it with a Lego game, though. I mean... <laughs> You know, I was complimenting him, and he just had to go bash it. Oh no, the eight hundred thousand is great. Like Lego Star Wars, job. not so great. I know, but nah, just Lego and ge- Lego games in general. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and welcome to unpopular opinions with AH one hundred and one. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. I held that very unpopular opinion, especially amongst the Discord. That Lego games suck? I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Yeah, no. It's not like we have an entire month dedicated to them or anything. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> I just think that uh, they're easy to pick up and play since Boring. you can't really die. So you just just play and collect stuff. Everyone likes collecting stuff. and Everyone likes sure. licensed games. And uh, there you go. Collect stuff for 400 hours yeah, with, with absolutely no challenge. Fun stuff. Challenge is staying awake. (laughs) (laughs) Very good challenge. That's why Jables is always sleepy. (laughs) All right. Well, that will do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. As always, you can check us out on Twitter and Twitch and Discord and Patreon and YouTube and all the links. We're everywhere. Either search H101 or... Achievement Hunting 101. All of our links are in the show notes. You can you can find everything through there. Make it nice and easy for you. Uh, but with that, class is dismissed. See you all next week. Bye-bye. So long. Oh, just a quick uh, couple of things. Uh, make sure that you stay safe. There's some scary floods coming. Everyone, please stay safe. And... More importantly, uh, make sure you play Goat Simulator 2 on Microsoft Windows 9. Take care, everybody. Hello, and welcome to Wakavania. For the second time this year, Ratalaika released a real good game coupled with a proper achievement list. Cat Maze is a delightful metroidvania inspired by Slavic folklore and it is very good, especially when you consider it was made by a single developer. Sadly, it remains one of Ratalaika's least played games, at least by play account on TA. It is likely many more has tried the game, but the first achievement takes around an hour to unlock, which is longer than it takes to complete most Xbox games published by Ratalaika. The opening can also be a tad challenging. You play as Alesta, a young witch whose mother is taken to Nev, the realm of the dead, by the goddess Mara. Determined to save her mother, Alesta attempts to find a way to Nev to return her mother to the world of the living. The colorful pixel art is at odds with the grim tale of loss, gods, spirits and cats. Cat Maze is, without a doubt, a metroidvania with tons of nooks and crannies to explore. 
The world is not very big, but dense and filled with secrets and side quests. It's not a very long game, but it can be rather challenging, especially at first before you power up. You start out very weak and enemies can be time consuming to take down as they, like the player, has a short invulnerability window after getting hit. You also get weaker when you take damage, making you do less damage, discouraging you from playing carelessly. This is a device mechanic I personally could do without. Fortunately, the further you get, the less of a difference it makes. Upping your defense is unusually effective and will dramatically lower the difficulty. Just a few upgrades makes a ton of difference, making the game far easier. Alesta does not carry weapons, instead she summons spirits to attack her enemies, using bats, cats and snakes to cut through her enemies on her way to the realm of the dead. Cat Mace's achievement list is rather good, with one glaring exception. Most of the achievements are for completing optional side quests, most of which are interesting. Maybe a bit too interesting if you are an achievement hunter, as doing them all before defeating the final boss will lock you out of the bad ending. This is the game's only missable achievement, but if you do miss it, you will have to play through the entire game again to unlock it. All known quests and objectives are marked with question marks on your map, giving you directions to points of interest, and right before the final boss you are told the locations of all collectibles which gives you various power-ups and achievements. I very much enjoyed my time with Cat Maze, even though I was a bit worried I might miss the bad ending. Just make sure you do not do everything before defeating the final boss, then mop up the quests and defeat it again for the good ending. Currently, Cat Mace's 20 achievements are worth 1000 game score and 1500 TA, which is deceptively low, but far from impossible completion in around 10 hours. But it can be completed significantly faster if you follow a guide. $10 is a fair price for Cat Mace. It's a low budget but high quality Metroidvania, and among the best games published by Ratalaika. I had a good time with it, and would expect most Metroidvania fans would as well. Have a nice day everyone!